Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. Nice to have all our finds back. Yeah. Wait, sorry, what? <laughs> I had to rib you on your flub at the first <laughs> one, even if you did end up deleting it. I probably record. did delete it, but you know what? 102 episodes, and I finally screwed that intro. I always nail the intro, but for some reason I said, for all you finds out there, you know, I, mm-hmm. I'll write you a ticket, that sort of thing. Uh, that's it. You know what? Today is weird. Other days, like I'll, I'll hit seven o'clock and I'm like, all right, kids in our bed. Let's, let's, let's just relax, play some video games. Man, I played a lot of Chimera Squad last night, loving it. And, uh, and then tonight it's just like I hit, I, I guess it was sunny out and maybe the sun is, has zapped some energy from me. We were out, we were out for a walk, uh, this morning and I don't know, ever since then I've been, juggling kids and just a, a little a little toasted i guess but uh we are here we're going to talk about fire emblem heroes uh well yeah. i think part of the issue is juggling kids i mean some of them are what three four years old yeah Caden's, they gotta be pretty heavy to be tossing them up and down and catching. yeah caden's hard to and you know what it, here's the thing i when i mean juggling kids it's like it's either it's either isabel or or abby that i'm holding if we go for a walk it's like it's always a game of how long can we actually walk without having to carry and or give a piggyback to abigail who is getting older and is getting heavier and you know abby if you're listening to this uh i apologize uh for for you know uh talking about this but yeah it's just like we managed to get very far and then it was like right at the peak of the walk it's like we're turning around she's i want a piggyback ride and i'm like oh there were so mm-hmm. many stairs and hills and ramps and concrete. All right, let's do this. So maybe that's why I'm feeling a little drained just in the hunt. Oh, and she took my hat too. So again, um, man, yeah. just uh, it's all good though. It's all good because See, she's asleep that, and I'm not. That's that's the advantage of living in Florida. There are none of these hills you speak of. Yeah, we've got some hills. We've uh, we and we went for a walk down by the water, so it was a little windier. So I don't know. It's just. It's it's my body getting used to uh, the the changing weather, but also the fact of my body being like we can't get sick, so we just got to run right up to that line without Ryan having to to require to go to the hospital for any reason. So um, I think that's currently where my body is 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 having an internal battle uh, with that sort of stuff. Um, but Eddie, we're, we're we should be talking about Fire Emblem Heroes because that's why we're here, not to talk weather, not to talk. How, how tired ryan is but but i do want to know like how are you holding up how was your week I, I, i'm curious uh not too bad kind of crazy i still don't know what day is what anymore so you did remember it was yeah. sunday though unprompted i must oh yeah say. last last minute no yeah so, but that's I'm, I'm out fine. doing i'm out doing stuff and i realize oh yeah today's sunday i better get that chapter of uh sacred stones done yes and we are going to talk about sacred stones later on in the episode for game club Got a bit of stuff to cover this week. Not a lot of crazy stuff. Uh, you know, we'll we'll talk about one crazy thing at the very least. But uh, yeah, whatever. We'll get into it. Uh, let's start with the banners. Uh, we've got the weekly revival, revival, <laughs> weekly revival banner number eight, number eight. Once we get to number nine, I can make that joke. I'm gonna add that out because I just ruined the number nine joke. Um, green grapple blocks A and B. Those go until the seventh of May. Legendary Edelgard goes to the 7th of May as well. 
Heroes with Glimmer till the 12th, Season for Picnics uh, to the 15th, and the start of it all until the 20th of May. Now, Eddie, did you get your Picnic Lucas, the one hero you were looking forward to all week? I was. I got him last year, so I didn't know why I was looking forward to him. But You wanted more. Um, He's no, just I that did great. not get him. Oh, okay. I well, did not get any of him sorry. in the two of the tickets that I used, which we'll discuss that whole yeah. shenanigans <laughs> later. Uh, I wouldn't call it. That's not the S word I'd use. It's not the S word I would use either, but I'm trying to keep the podcast family friendly. Oh, I was going to say silly. What were you going to say? Uh, something less family friendly. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll just have to use my imagination. And ends in the word show. <laughs> Oh, okay. Rhymes with rhymes with hit show. That oh. doesn't start with H. No, no. There's a, li- a letter preceding it. You know, if you're if there are kids listening that are like, you know, uh, at the precipice of being able to spell, but not say the the words you just clearly spelled out. I apologize to our parents that are listening with their kids. Although, like, we slip some some other stuff in here on occasion. Anyways, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll talk about However, that in a bit. Yeah, well, I did not get any Picnic Lucases. I did dive into the Legendary Banner, uh, which we did find out last week, I think, the night we recorded. As, um, as is that tradition. That it was Legendary Edelgard. Uh, and surprising nobody, I dove into the banner going after it, uh, after her. Uh, started with uh, a little rough with the usual green orb luck. Uh, near the beginning, I was getting maybe one green orb every two or three rings. Uh, I think it was at least every two, so it wasn't completely horrible and i was being stalked by Obero on the blues because i kept getting no greens and blue was the secondary one i was summoning on uh before reinhardt interrupted and took over for her for a bit i uh, got no luck on five stars during that time um i don't remember i didn't jot it down right away and don't remember the exact order in which everyone appeared uh but by the end i had gotten a nagi pity break as mm-hmm. well as a naga pity break on a ring without any greens um, and, uh, legendary Celica decided that Reinhardt wasn't doing a good enough job stalking me. And she decided to take over, uh, with four of her showing up for me before I finally got Edelgard to show up. Nice. Well, you had better, uh, better, Ed- better Edelgard luck than I had. I think uh, a lot of people did in that I had about 220 orbs saved up since the last time I, I went diving in. I think it was the start of it all banner that that last, you know, uh, enjoyed some of my sweet, sweet orbs. Um, but I dove into the legendary banner as well to try to get Edelgard and Celica because I missed Celica the first time around. No luck on Edelgard after the 220, or- two, 20, 220 orbs I mentioned, uh, but managed to summon two legendary Celicas and also got a duo Ephraim and a Subasa from blue orbs when the green ones weren't showing up. And I think this has been my struggle is that I've been struggling to get green orbs to show up. And Oh yeah, that that yeah. was definitely the struggle on this one. Yeah, yeah. And uh I already have Nagi, which, you know, she's great. And I didn't have legendary Celica, so I'm happy about that. And I didn't have Duo Ephraim or Subasa. So all around it's it was a good haul for, in my mind, the orbs I put in. But again, like it's still a bit of a bummer to not get legendary um uh Edelgard. She seemed like people were freaking out about her. Like evidently we're going to talk about her more in depth in a bit, but seems like she's very much a powerhouse, uh, 
and oh, oh yeah, she she came last day of the Tempest trial, so I put her in a group because I was one unit short, and there were a number number of especially the higher ones once she had most of her skills, where she was soloing the last two or three maps on her own because a yeah. lot of her stuff activates when she's on her own. So right, yeah. It's it's a bummer, and I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like I'm I'm saving orb, orbs up as we go. Uh, we'll see whether I get enough to get another Edelgard. I think I'm up to like nine percent, so I probably will go through until I until I hit a green, uh, mm-hmm. a, a green uh, vein, and see how it goes. But uh, you know, I I feel at first I was a little I was bummed, I was frustrated, and I was you know, feeling, feeling the heat. And then I was like, you know, and, and it was probably more, more due to the fact of the golden week stuff that was announced. Just kind of like, ah, that's unfortunate. Uh, not the U word I would have used, but, um, it's, uh, I don't know what U word I would have used, but I, I think it was just, I look now, but then talking about my, my haul and it's like, uh, it's, uh, it's not that bad. It's, it's fine. It, they're all new heroes, uh, that I didn't have before. So, I think I'm I think I'm cool with that. Uh, do I want Edelgard? Yeah. yeah, but maybe I wait until the next time she shows up and and try yeah, to get her there. But she's actually showing up earlier rather than later. So yeah, so I, I'm not gonna necessarily lose my cool over it. But I, I did I did like to talk about the fact that uh, our friend in the Discord Sandman he 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 dumped a bunch of orbs in. He's been saving since January, and I and I think that. Uh, because he wanted to get legendary, more legendary Celicas. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, like, yeah, um, maybe that's what I need to do is is save orbs more and, and, and then kind of go uh, from there. Also, yeah, also, part of his thing is that he was transferring systems. Mm-hmm. And it turns out I didn't realize that even the free-to-play orbs are system-locked. Oh, yeah. So he was going through uh, 1,600 orbs and managed to get like nine legendary Celicas allowing him to plus 10 his uh, Celica. Got like six Edelgards, eight Tsubasas, a couple duo, couple duo Ephraims and Nagas, a handful of Nagis with an Air Laram and Silk rounding it out. So he got quite a lot of, quite a handful of heroes. Yeah. And you know what? Again, like I think I was just a, a little disappointed in something i was looking forward to this week kind of like don't get me wrong like this legendary banner is like this is what we need for this game it's a stellar offering of just amazing heroes and that seems to be the case you know for each legendary mythic banner there's there's something there for everyone and uh yeah it just i guess i was just a little let down by by some other events we're gonna we're gonna talk about i'm just gonna mention this later but i'll point it out now uh, her art has that weird dreamy quality some of the other three houses art has had lately. Okay, yeah, what do you mean by that? I was going to ask you. If you look at it, it kind of looks almost fuzzy, like you're looking at her in a dream or something. Okay, pull it If that up. makes sense. Uh, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. You know, it's not, not clearly 100% dreamlike, but it is kind of a little bit fuzzy, a little weird. This is the first time I, I actually it when I pulled her. Yeah, really looking at the art, at the art, and it's just, man, it is fantastic. They, oh yeah, they nailed it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, let, let's talk yeah. about uh, the events going on, and or the sorry, the events coming up in the next week, and then let's dive into yes. some news. 
Uh, when the list of quests, I mean, the current three heroes quests ends, there's another round coming on the 7th, as well as a new heroes uh, login bonus banner and forging bombs to go with it on the 8th, as well as a grand hero battle on the 9th. Uh, no clue on who exactly those are, um, knowing our track record, uh, especially with the update coming in the next day or two, next couple days. We'll probably get those tonight or tomorrow, get the info on that tonight or tomorrow. Uh, especially, so, well, I guess, yeah, we should get the Forging Bonds by the 5th at the latest, I think, the update, so we should have them by then, so. But that is the end of the current calendar, so we'll have a couple days not knowing exactly what's coming after that. Mm-hmm. Um, forgot to bring it up and put, not jot in the notes, but how has your um, run through the Tempest, or the lost or spoils been going for you um yeah you know what it's funny i was surprised that all the rewards for clearing stages were orbs and then uh and then i quickly realized that there was only five of them and they stripped all the orbs out of the actual line completion rewards except for two so i think don't quote me on it but i think you get the same amount if not less orbs than you normally would in a yeah, lost lore, it's uh, yeah. It's I've just... got three days left, and I've already completed all the line rewards. Yeah, so have I. And all the stages. So yeah, it's um. I mean, I wonder, I wonder how this current predicament of COVID nineteen is going to impact Fire Emblem Heroes and and its development. And uh, I know they're always with heroes working six months, you know, ahead of schedule. Um, I, I hope it doesn't, but there's been like the lost lore spoils, the golden week stuff. There's been a lot of, like a lot of stuff just like kind of lackluster. Um, and I mean, (laughs) by all means, you know, if, if this current, if our current world predicament is impacting the, the intelligence systems team behind Fire Emblem Heroes, yes, for sure. Like there should be a downspin. No one should hold the game accountable for that. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I don't think Lost Lord Spoils is so much what you seem to be thinking it is. Yeah. I think it's the just a situation where they like they've got this rotation of an event every two weeks roughly, certain events every two weeks. So they wanted something to go on the off weeks or off months of Lost Lore, but they didn't want to do the extra work of worrying about uh, writing up stories and creating scrolls like they do for regular Lost Lore. So I think this is just to be a smaller, bite-sized version of the Lost Lore event that, you know, so if pe- so people can keep using it to increase ally supports and stuff if they want, but it's, you know, just a way to keep Lost Lore in your mind on the months when a normal Lost Lore is not running. Mm-hmm. So I don't think this was meant to be much more than it is. It's just yeah. kind of a filler. Event. Yeah. And it's sort of like what they did with Tempest Trials Mini back in the day before they kind of like spun it back into itself, right? Uh, it's just a little, yeah, a little extra Yeah, they spun treat. it back into itself, made it a little shorter than the longer one, longer than the shorter one. And now they do one a month with the, like, every other one is a Warning Bonds or a Tempest Trials. Mm. So. Yeah. No, I, uh, I, I didn't. Yeah. It's, um. It is what it is, and we're lucky that it does reward orbs, and it, it makes sense from the, from the standpoint of, like, lost lore spoils. I'm glad for once when they say, oh my gosh, we're going for treasure, and it's literally the treasure we're all looking for, which is orbs. So 
it's yep. it's a minimal amount, but still it's uh it's it's nice and it was easy. So that's always a good thing. Um so yeah, it's uh I I I I crushed it pretty quick, so as you said, it was not a hard thing to complete. Yeah, I mean, it's essentially you don't have a story to try and fight for with the strike at the end, so it's you know, just once you get all those line rewards, you're done. So Mm-hmm. Lost Lore wasn't hard to begin with. This one's not as hard. It goes shorter, so lower cap ceiling cap. So if you get in once a day and send out all the teams you can, you should easily complete it before it's over. Mm-hmm. And that gives you seven orbs, a handful of ephemera, and other stuff. So yeah, for sure. Now you mentioned we're going to be getting a uh, version update. Uh, that update will be launching on May 7th. This is version update 4.5. It's, uh, you know, it's not a crazy one. It's very much a, here's a couple things for you. And uh, it's, it's, it's just one of those things. So I'll quickly run through it and feel free to stop me when there's something you want to want to discuss, but we've got a new ability to purchase past accessories using your R and R affinity uh, and that is going to include, uh, as shown in the screenshots, a new 8-bit Leif accessory, which is shown for 380 r affinity. So if you're not buying the buildings or the bonuses or the music, you'll be able to buy these accessories, which I think is a, uh, it, it's a good thing. It's a nice thing to add in their continued desire to make people actually give a flying crap about Ether Resort. Which, you know, if you're not a music fan, if you're not trying to collect all the music, you really don't. And even if you're trying to collect all the music, I'm not sure how much you really pay attention. Um, you know, quick note is that stuff like the um, special accessories, like gold accessories for beating uh, the legendary hero battles on their highest difficulty, or those ones that you get uh, during Rooker Sieges for damaging certain types of enemies at, to a certain level. Uh, will never will not be accessible accessible in there mm-hmm. uh, but like it, it I don't know exactly how it'll work until we see it but like uh, accessories that you missed during a previous uh, event uh, what should we call it a tap battle or a forging bonds should be popping up in there so and that way they don't have to try and find a way to rerun forge old forging bonds yeah. No, it's a really, it's a really cool, it, it's a welcome uh, addition that, I mean, isn't going to break the bank, but gives you another reason to jump into uh, the, the, uh, the ether raids or whatever. I'm sh- maybe the shop will be accessible within the, uh, the ether raids or it's just a separate shop like the heroic grails. I have no idea, but. From what I understand, it's going to be a new building in the ether resort. Okay, cool. Well then, yeah. could be resor- wrong. Accessory. Yeah, the accessory shop structure in Ether Resort. I don't know if the accessory shop structure is there already or if it's going to be a new building you can build in there, whether oh, free yeah. or not. I think, I'm not sure if there's, I know there's like a weapon shop structure, so I don't, it sounds like mm-hmm. uh, distributed accessories. I think there yeah. might, the accessory shop might already be in there. I'd have to pull it up and double check. But yeah. it might already be in there and just hasn't really had much other than looking at someone wearing certain other accessories than they normally have maybe i mean I, yeah. personally i'm i'm not too worried about it but uh 
it's it is what it is it sounds interesting we've also got the new limited time combat manuals that's going to be uh, starting with the new version update the new events will give out divine codes ephemera 5 and that's going to include uh five star ninian bright-eyed bride five star cordelia perfect bride four star selena uh normal selena four star henry uh, four-star La Rochelle, four-star South, and four-star Mercedes. And uh, these manuals can be compiled until the daily rollover on June 28th. So uh, if you're looking for those manuals, you're going to be able to get them. Do we also... Yep. Our normal monthly reset of the ephemera. Uh, and if you want any of the current uh, season ephemera four units, they will be around until the 28th of June. Mm-hmm as usual so yeah uh we got new weapon skills and refines uh four more underlooked heroes will be receiving new weapon skills and or refines you've got narcian who's going to be getting runax and refine options gwendolyn who's getting uh weighted lance and refine options and leon who's getting bow of beauty bow 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 of beauty and refine options and Sigbert is getting Dark Greatsword Refine Options, so I'm guessing he's not getting a new weapon. That's his current yeah, he, weapon. He already has a unique weapon or a special weapon in the Dark Greatsword. It's just getting refined. Nothing new there, really. Yeah, yeah again, very, uh, very you know, small update we're getting here. It's not nothing crazy. Um, extension of weekly double SP events. So the weekly double SP events that last between Saturday and Sunday will be extended. So it includes Friday as well. So uh, that's that's fun. Um, Forma allies recruit bonus. So a small gift of 500 hero feathers will be added when Forma units can be recruited at the end of Hall of Form units or if Hall of Form events. So once the event is ended, tap the Forma allies button in the top left to pick up your reward. So does that mean you? Oh, you do not need to recruit any Forma units. You don't need to recruit. You're just getting 500 feathers because the option is there or whatever. They're just giving us free 500 feathers. So. Uh, oh, okay. Weird. I I just assumed it was part of like buy buying them. That's well, that's based nice. based on you know essentially even in the notes it and these are the notes on screens for us. I don't recall what the actual post said, but it says you do not need to recruit any of the units. You get that if you look at them whether you buy them or not so interesting okay well i'll look into that uh arena assault updates so basically this this is probably to me one of the bigger additions is that you're going to be able to pause your current arena assault attempt so these are the uh the seven waves of of maps you go through and you're going to be able to seven waves with seven teams yeah yep seven waves with seven teams and you're going to be able to pause them so if you want to come back to it later you can come back and then you can resume your progress from the point you left off. I mean, that's uh, that sounds pretty good to me. I mean, that's a that's a quality of life that uh, addition that I don't know how often I'll use it, but I yeah, guess and they're good. also reducing some of the items that you can use in Arena Assault uh, by half their potency. They do uh, they boost stats by six or three instead of or sorry six instead of three. So increasing these stat boost mm. on those, right? And I'm just gonna I'm gonna run through these and, and so we can move on. But we've got our ether raids and resort updates. So some level increases, some additional music, 
Uh, Mjolnir's uh, strike update, so the Emblean seal can be increased to level 4, if you're into that sort of thing. And finally, the Heroic Grails update, you're getting the Flame Emperor, Bringer of War, and Bartra, Earsome Warrior. And uh, yeah, expect that update to launch uh, on May 7th. So look forward to yep. those additions in the near future. So yeah, with with this update, we're getting the Flame Emperor Grand Hero Battle Unit uh, in the Hero Grails, which I'll admit they did an amazing job of keeping the secret of who the Flame Emperor was during the Grand Hero Battle. Only to spoil it with the legendary hero this month. Yeah, which is literally like Edelgard, Flame Emperor. So, yep. it's, so. Uh, it's not too subtle. Not too subtle at all. Yeah. Um, but don't worry, we're gonna get to that because we're gonna we're gonna yes. we're gonna trudge through this uh, Golden Week celebration. Gold yep, Golden Week is here. I'm sure you're excited to hear the amazing rewards we're getting for Golden Week. Well, I hope you weren't, because it's not much. Yeah, and here's the There's thing. There's no Hero Fest this year. Right. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this, because Intelligent Systems didn't. So I don't want to, I don't really want to, like, you know, languish in what is honestly uh, a really big it's, bummer. I mean, if you look at the straight numbers of what you're getting, you're getting a decent amount of stuff. Sure. You're getting... 15 times 5, so that's, what, 75 free orbs worth of summons and an extra 20 orbs, so 95 orbs worth of things. However, I hope you really like the season of picnic, season of four picnics units from last year because those are the only heroes you can get with those 75 orbs. You, you almost said it like, so, uh, what's the guy, Yogi Bear, picnic baskets. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that was on purpose, but, but it's great. I mean... If, if you get 20 orbs, an old uh, traditional login bonus of 20 orbs, which is nice, that can be spent anywhere, but the other 75 orbs worth of summons are only on the picnic banner from last year. So yeah, and if you didn't care about those heroes, tough. It's not, so here's the thing, it's not that I don't care about them. It, it's the fact that, and I, I mean, I, I I'm not over the moon about picnic heroes, but I, I already got half of that banner from the last double special hero. Uh, and I've gotten Lucas from something else. But the thing is, is like they've shown precedent that they've been able to add tickets to a banner that has already started a legendary banner. They did this around Christmas. Um, they, well, they didn't really add tickets to it. Cause I think there was an indication that it had free summon tickets available somewhere but we didn't have the tickets yet um, and that's what i mean is they literally launched the banner and we knew right off the bat like okay we're gonna get tickets for this because it was that right there and and that's the thing is like this is uh if you really want to celebrate this golden week uh free orbs yes that's awesome they're all gonna go to the legendary banner but man even if you were to split the the first summon tickets like give us five for the legendary give us five for the picnic banner, I think that would have been better. This this just comes off as very tone deaf to me in this in the sense that they know for, people don't they they know they want the free summons on the legendary banner. They stacked it like they stacked the deck on that thing. So, so it's frustrating. I'm not upset that they didn't put it on the legendary banner because Edelgard is kind of powerful, especially on her own. So I can see why they want to 
make her harder to get if you really want her, you got to spend for her. Mm-hmm. However, in previous years, and I don't recall if they did last year, but previous years, they've done a hero fest. If only 10 tickets on a hero fest or a rerun of Brave Heroes even, or just like they did at the anniversary where they had all three of the Brave Hero banners re- reappear and you could get five summons for each, that would have been fine. But it's like the picnic units are nice, but they're not amazing. There's no one out there who, I mean, maybe, maybe a Lucas fan, a Flora, or, you know, uh, I can't think of her sister. Felicia? Felicia, yeah. Flora, Felicia, or Jenny fan really wants the plus 10, and they didn't do it last year during the season of Picnics, man, or they just got 15 free attempts to do it. But most people aren't in love and obsessed with these units or heroes. None of them were, you know, so amazing. You absolutely had to get them. So it's like, it's meh heroes. Yeah, you're getting 15 free attempts at them, but they're meh heroes. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... uh, Now, last year's event, you mentioned a Hero Fest. Was, Was Golden Week also the one where we got, like, a free hero from is that what a hero fest i'm there's um, like i don't recall if there was a hero fest last year but the first hero fest we got was during golden week and it was four one for each color picked selected heroes that were pretty powerful i think like hector was one of the ones on there and stuff like that it's like you know very sought after heroes with a six percent um or maybe full five percent summon rate and, um, you know, an increased summon rate on the focus units. It's kind of the um, background uh, format for the legendary banners, except they took the uh, pity break heroes out and increased the number of focus units. You know, because mm-hmm. you would start with an 8% chance of getting a 5-star, 5%, 5% on the focus units, and 3% on everyone else. Now, I I just I sort of remembered something in that for the thirtieth anniversary we got some somewhat of a hero fest where we got to a free lord and again that was a, 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 a that was a I, I would call it kind of a crapshoot in that it was it was very hard to get what you wanted it was like playing plinko yeah. and you always get the twenty five dollar gift certificate instead of the car you know the uh, the yeah the free the free summon events are a little different. Because the Hero Fest is like a normal banner, right? Uh, the way I, the reason I say it's kind of like the proto um, legendary banner is that it kind of ran like it. It was a normal banner, usually around for a shorter amount of time, but a higher than normal initial five star rate. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. And legendary banners took an ex- took an extra step by limiting you to twelve specific heroes that you could get at five star. And every other five-star hero is removed from the pool. Hmm. You know, so if you get a, one of the five stars, it's one of these twelve heroes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the thing it is what it is, and um, like I said, I don't want to, I don't want to be the, you know, uh, I don't want to go through it like like crazy detail. But uh, there are, you know, some golden wheat quests as well to get five more additional summon t- for summon tickets. 
there's a five times XP and SP event running until May 8th. So you can take advantage of that to level up your legendary Edelgard and other legendary banner, or even your picnic banner, folks. I don't want to necessarily disparage anybody, but um, yeah, that's uh, that's Golden Week, and uh, let's move into what we all really want to talk about or hear about, which is the legendary hero. What do we got? Yes, uh, just a slight warning. Um, if you're trying to remain fully unspoiled on three houses, well, heroes already ruined that. Uh, but the description of her is going to give a bit more details on what version of Edelgard this is. So uh, if you don't want to know about the Edelgard Path of Three Houses, you might want to tune out now. You know, it's come back in like two minutes, probably less, because it's only the opening thing that discusses it. But uh, based on the conversations with uh, this hero, we encounter this version of Edelgard straight from the end of the Crimson Flower route, victorious in uniting Fodlin. She comes to heroes as a legendary flame armor axe unit. She is wielding her uh, crafted hero relic, Amir. Uh, I believe that's how they pronounce it on the Smash Ultimate uh, reveal of Byleth, uh, which grants attack plus three and, inf- and inflicts attack defense minus six on her foe during combat while preventing a follow-up from from them if she is not next to an ally. Uh, her legendary skill, Raging Storm, is a B-slot skill that if she initiates combat, it grants her another action if she is not adjacent to an ally after combat. Um, and to calculate whether or not she's next to an adjacent to an ally, it does take into account any uh, moves or skills or actions that cause movement as part of them before uh, checking. So if you have like hit and run and you were to would back up next to an ally, it would not give you this bonus uh, or stuff like that. Um, and it does that once a turn. It also provides her a guaranteed follow-up attack against Dragonstone and Beast units if she is not adjacent to an ally. Excuse me. Further enhancing her desire to be alone on the battlefield is a new C skill called Armored Stride which works similar to the armor boots. However, it grants her an extra space of non-stacking movement for that turn only if she starts her turn, starts the turn not adjacent to an ally. Uh, and she also has attack resistance solo, enhancing that uh, desire to be alone. <laughs> uh, she does round out her kit with bonfire, uh, although this version of bonfire doesn't have any special bonuses for being alone, like every other skill she has. <laughs> And uh, obviously she can pair up. I saw in the video that they paired her up with Byleth. I think it would have been more suiting if they paired her up with Hubert. Uh, that would have been um, more canon. If you've played Crimson Flowers, you know she's kind of attached to Byleth throughout it. She is. Well, so Yeah, I was more just making a Yeah, a Hubert is. Hubert makes sense as well, though. Yes. Although it's more Hubert's desire to be next to her. She would much rather be with Byleth. <laughs> yeah. Her teacher. Exactly. Her... Uh lovely teacher um yeah i mean it's it's one of those things where everyone's talking about this hero being very very powerful and uh it also sets a precedent which um we'll talk about in a little bit of of what they're going to do with some at least some of the characters i don't think all of the war act characters are going to get legendary status um well i figured just the three house leaders and that would be it you don't think uh byleth will get some sort of maybe maybe byleth you're right 
Yeah. Maybe we buy Legendary. You think? You think? Not to but go into spoilers. Definitely don't think. I don't think Mercedes is going to get uh, get a legendary version. No, no, no. I I think all the other characters will certainly get some sort of War Act character, but it'll be a standard new heroes banner. Yeah. Um. But in terms of le- legendary status, there are there are a few that they can play around with, and and I mean, um, yeah, like her art's great. Like you said, it, it it's uh it looks like kind of in a dream world, but it very much fits. With you mentioned, um, I didn't catch this detail, but you mentioned it's very much like this is Edelgard at the end of Three Houses. Uh, yep, I can't remember if it's her end discussion or just a random one while she's leveling up. She says like the um, those who slither in in the shadows must now be dealt with, but here you will help me grow power or something like that, you know. So it mentions that it sounds like you know it makes it sound like she has. And I think if you read her description, it says after uniting Thodlin, having united Thodlin. Um, So it definitely clears, like, at the end of Crimson Flower, you've defeated Dimitri and Rhea, but you haven't uh, gone after more than one of those who sl- slither in the shadows. Yeah. Unlike other routes that go after them. Well, one other route. Maybe yeah. two specific routes. Well, I was just going to say that, you know, you'd mentioned the dreamlike artwork, and it and it very much looks like the artwork or inspired by the artwork that you see at the end of three houses when you um you're with you're with your significant other or whoever you choose to get an s rank with and and i think it kind of fits within that sort of artwork because that artwork feels almost dreamlike and pulled away from the very war type art that we get in the game but um, now now that you mentioned that i it does kind of look similar to those uh ends romance screens mm -hmm. so but I mean, uh, solid, uh, solid hero, totally worthy of, of that sort of treatment. I think they're going to be, I mean, um, we'll talk about it in the wishlist section, but I think they're going to struggle to match that power with, with Claude and Dimitri, but that could also be my, my, uh, bias speaking and that I only played through the end of the crimson flower path. So, um, yeah. I, I'd be interested to get your take We've on that. Done the blue line and crimson flower and. They both have certain powers, so we'll see how they do. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, however, we do have these units on this banner returning, these legendary and mythic units returning in the future. Uh, in July, we have Edelgard and Air returning. August, we have Reed and Naga. September, we have Celica. And October will be the next time we see Rioma and Marth. So we're going way out here for these returns. Yeah. October, man, that feels like forever from now, but we'll honestly be around the corner before we know it, and then we'll get Halloween mm-hmm. heroes and everyone will be happy. Uh, but you're right, October is a while away. Um, as we were alluding to before, you have some thoughts on uh, for our wish list. We're bringing back the segment. What do you got for me? Yep. Uh, so I think it was watching uh, Phoenix Master 1's uh, summoning video when he tried for Edelgard with a Celica option as well in there. Um, but I did see uh, some speculation that uh, they like to get legendary heroes out before they put out CYL versions. Uh, so they're speculating that the June and August uh, heroes will be Dimitri and Claude uh, in either order in order to get, like I said, get them out before their CYL version in late August. I guess one would be either right after or they postpone CYL for a, a, you know, a couple weeks. Um 
if this is a case, uh, which do you think or which would you want to be first out of those two? Um, do you have any thoughts on what they would do with them? Well, having not played through those paths, I mean, I don't get me wrong, I believe they can be strong. And in, in my path, you, you sort of deal with uh, Claude before you deal with Dimitri. So by the time you get to Dimitri, he is very powerful. But um, I think it's hard to gauge people's interest in these heroes so far out, but I think Claude has a bit more, uh, like it, it kind of goes in order, like Edelgard, Claude, Dimitri, like, but that, that might again be my bias. Cause I liked Claude more than I did Dimitri, but I, I would have to guess yeah. that Claude would be next just because I think he's more, he's more sought after, but so I could be wrong. From the view of the U S I wouldn't disagree. And also, you know, uh, was it Josija who was playing, who plays Claude and seeing all his stuff he's done? I can definitely see how it seems that way to the US. But according, I think it was Phoenix Master 1 again. According to him, I think Dimitri was in the top 10 Nintendo characters list. Wow, really? Yeah. So apparently, at least in Japan or whatever, Dimitri has some pretty strong uh, fans there. So. Hmm. I don't see it. I but... mean, not just talking Fire Emblem or. You know, and he limited this like Nintendo characters, period. So I haven't been able to double check on that, but it could go either way. I was thinking, you know, it's hard to say if they're going off of Dimitri's popularity. I could see them holding him for last or bring him out first. I hope you get more summons. Now, do you, you think know? these characters will be like sort of on par with Edelgard? Like they kind of have to be, right? I feel like they kind of have to be, but I think they'll be different to some degree. Like, I think Dimitri will be definitely someone who works a lot better with an ally next to them, but maybe they'll keep them all solo because there's just already so much for those who are next to each other. You know, it's hard to mm -hmm. say for sure. Do you think, uh, do you think they change up their class in any way? Like, Obviously, they'll be Archer and Lance user, but do you think Dimitri will be still on a mount? Or uh, or Claude? Claude was mounted, right? Claude is a Wyvern Rider, so flying unit. And Dimitri... I didn't know that. I think his, his unique class is an infantry one, so I could see him being infantry while his you know previous version of the game was mounted on a horse. Right. But in... in Three houses, Claude was a flying unit. Wyvern Lord or Wyvern Master or some special Wyvern class for his unique top tier class, you know. So I could see them keeping to that version because Edelgard's Emperor class was an armored unit and they kept her as an armored unit, so. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it'll be so, uh, it'll be interesting to see what comes of it. But like you said, we won't have to wait too long, as you're saying. I, yeah, I could easily see them making Dimitri a infantry infantry unit that you know can move like a cavalry unit. Um, when he's next to an ally or something like that. You know. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be neat. Um, well, I think uh, I think that's going to do it for our Fire Emblem Heroes portion of the show. We got a bit more to talk about as we head into the Outrealm Gate. Uh, we're heading into first of all, we're going to quickly talk about um, Dragalia Lost because they are doing a crossover event. I know Eddie, you are still staying away from it. 
Correct. Well, stay strong, buddy. I'm not going to entice you because there's not a lot to talk about, but it did start this week. So you can start summoning Crom and Peony from uh, their Kindred Ties event. Uh, Tiki starts, I believe, on uh, May 4th. So you'll be able to get her on May 4th. Uh, I'm so Tomorrow, I think? Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, that is tomorrow. Uh, so tomorrow. Uh, so probably when you're listening to this, you'll be able to get Tiki in the game. You know, I'm... I'm not playing the story. I realize I'm. I think I'm just kind of skipping through it because uh, that game talks too much <laughs> uh, for me, anyways. And uh, I like summoning these heroes. Now, mind you, I didn't save up enough material to get both Crom and Peony. I did get Crom, but uh, yeah, I just uh, I don't know. That's that's pretty much all I got to say. I, I'm not really playing the game. I'm sort of just booting it up, collecting what I can and. I don't really have a lot of time to sit and go through it all because there's so much in that game and it's really easy to get bogged down. Oh, yeah. I did some... I mean, I uh, think that was what drove me away during the Mega Man event is that, you know, during these events where you have to keep repeating levels and you have to do it a ton of times, I mean, especially when they don't give you the ability to skip them, the extra five minutes of running through a level that they required in the Mega Man event is like, this isn't worth the time it takes, you know, when you could either skip them or we're just fighting one boss and we're done. It wasn't too bad, but especially when you're reading through the chapter, that's a good hour to get through, you know, because it just babbles on so much. Yeah. Once uh, you're repeating it, you can skip all the hours worth of dialogue and you get it done in 10 minutes. But, and even then you're usually just fighting a boss. So you're just fighting a boss and being done so yeah i'm not again i'm not i don't think i have time to to dive into the game i'm just sort of like skimming across the surface um i didn't have enough stuff to get all the characters i wanted but we'll see how it goes they they've sort of been throwing some bones no is it yeah based on what i saw in the discord crom got the short end of the story but then again marth kind of got the short end of the story last time so yeah not surprising there it is what it is. Uh, it's not. I, I think it just goes to show why I still enjoy Fire Emblem Heroes. It's it's really because of the characters. So with Dragalia Lost, it's the same reason I'm back there is because there are Fire Emblem characters, and uh, that's that's why I'm I'm jumping back in. I'm not probably going to stay very long, but uh, we might. I mean, I don't even know if we'll bring it up next week when Tiki's in the game because really there's a whole, not there's not a lot for us to talk about. But it's great that people are excited to go back to Dragalia Lost for these Fire Emblem heroes. So, or else they wouldn't have done the crossover event again. I, I think it's a really cool idea. I said this last week, so um, we can just sort of leave it at that. So uh, that's running right now. So if you're looking for Fire Emblem in your Dragalia Lost, you can go do that. How right long now. is it running? Till like the 11th or something, I think? I think so. Yeah, I had the story up here. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, it's here until the the new here the new uh, content uh, starts on the twelfth. So you'll be able to so right up until the tail end of the eleventh, you'll be able to enjoy the the kindred ties event uh, with Tiki launching tomorrow. All right, Eddie, let's jump into Game Club. Let's talk about Sacred Stones. We are continuing our adventures in the GBA uh, dual hero uh, follow up to Binding Blade. Right, 
No. Damn it. Ah. This was its own solo game. No, but I mean, if like, it's, connected, it's a huh? follow-up in the sense that it's the next one in the series. It's not a sequel, but... Well, then it was after Blazing Blade, then, if that's what you're referring to. I'm just going to move on. I don't... I'm confusing myself now. No, what, what was the GBA one, the first one? It was it just was, called Fire Emblem, really. It was just called Fire Emblem in the U.S. It is now since been since the, the Blazing Blade. Damn it. The Binding Blade was Fire Emblem 6, that uh, Blazing Blade is... Prequel. The prequel of Blazing Blade. Okay, well, we're not uh, going to talk about yes, yes, actual connection to other Fire Emblem games. There is none that I know of. Yeah, there is not. I don't believe. This um, is a solo story. Exactly. So, Sacred Stones, as I've said the past couple weeks, uh, we have split the route. We are currently uh, in the Ephraim and Erica sort of split chapters. We are coming to the end of the, the split chapters. We'll see what that looks like as we get to chapter uh, 15. Um, but, uh, this is chapter 13 of Ephraim and Erica. I'm playing the Ephraim side. Eddie's playing the Erica side. And, uh, let's start with, uh, let's start with Ephraim here. Ephraim leads the group to Zalalabo Marsh. He leads the group to a marsh in search of the missing Murr. They learn from soldiers and villagers that Murr had been captured by General Selina, one of Grado's commanders. To regain their companion, the group will now be forced to fight. Unknown to Ephraim, Selina has actually released Murr from her custody after Murr shared with Selina information on the dark powers that grip the Grado leaders. However, Selina refuses to return Murr's dragonstone to her. She found her dragonstone. Uh, that's why Murr ran off. We found out she wants to help, so she wants to get her dragonstone. Uh, this large map offer, or sorry, she refuses to give the dragonstone over because it's like, well, I'm still a Grado soldier. I'm going to die a Grado soldier, and I can't give this to you because that would be aiding the enemy but I'm still going to let you go. Um, mm. This large map offers many rivers to block both your enemy's path and your own. Slowly working your way through the map, you surround Selena and are forced to take her out. You have no other option but to slay her. Uh, once again, a hero loyal to Grado goes down fighting, even though they know the dark truth. So this chapter was a little more difficult than the last one, so it took me a while to get through it. Uh, you get new recruits right at the beginning of the game or the chapter. You don't have to talk to them. They're just on your side. This is Garrick and Tethys, uh, our first dancer, or at least my first dancer uh, on the Ephraim side. Uh, I think she's the only dancer in the game. Right, right. But she joins uh, She joins in Chapter 13. I, I know I was reading a little bit ahead. She She's already joined your, your side? Yeah, she joined in like chapter, like second chapter after the split. Right. So that would have been 10 or 11. Cool. Yeah, so she's on your team now. I don't know how much I'm going to use her, but she proved useful uh, in this map. Um, before this chapter, I did spend some time training. I actually got Amelia into fighting shape, and she is she's a powerhouse. There's, uh, you know, I often doubt the Donalds of the games, but uh, mm -hmm. this is my first time actually spending some time with, well, the Donald of Sacred Stones. And, mm -hmm. yeah. But the way Sacred Stones levels up and stuff, even without the skill like Donald has, I mean, just having those extra, whatever, six to ten levels before she becomes a tier one, base one class would definitely give her an up, uptick, even if she starts a couple points below normal people. She has a bunch of extra levels that other characters don't get. Mm. Yeah, she definitely, uh, well, she's a recruit, right? She starts a recruit and then... Yeah. 
I made her into uh, a general, I think. Not a general, the f- a knight. A knight, knight, I think. Yeah, so she's... Uh, yeah, I might try and find time to do that later this week. I just haven't had much time to do random battles. It's totally worth it. She is fantastic, and it didn't take much effort. I went into the training tower, and I just kind of had her poke everything until she turned t- uh, level 10. And then once she was level 10, she was able to basically catch up and hold her own with everybody else. So... Um, she was fine. And I've also been using uh, Marissa. Sorry, Joshua. Uh, Marissa just is more interesting to me. And Joshua is kind of like the strong, silent sword user. It's like, okay, guys, not very, it's not, it's not really my cup of tea. But Marissa has been uh, just killing it. And, and her and Amelia are having a good time, just uh, roaming around and uh, dealing some damage. But yeah, I, I, this chapter was very much like a very difficult terrain wise, but I had fortunately already built up some of my flying units. So I was able to go in and Selena has the ability to use uh, lightning. So she has five charges. It's basically a magic ballista. And I had to just kind of, wa- I, I learned the heart, not the hard way, but I learned quite quickly that she could attack anything within a huge radius by having my flying units out. But um, both my flying units are, have a higher resistance and they were able to take the hit. But yeah, it was a it was a tough map. It took a long time to finish. Uh, glad I finished it though, but yeah, it was a it was a longer chapter than what I'm what I'm used to. Okay, well, speaking of really long chapters, I did not have one of those. Oh yeah. Um. So Eric continues into the edge of Johanna, going down the other side of the mountains, uh, where Grado is attacking in force. Uh, they receive. Re- uh, reward. Blah, 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 blah. They receive word that Frelia is attacking and pushing back Pablo and Carcino with the help of Klimt, and that Pablo's forces are approaching them from behind, while an undefeated general is assigned to block and defeat you as you attempt to enter Jahana up ahead. Uh, in this chapter, you have to either defeat the enemy general, Ayas, A-I-A-S, or survive for 11 turns when the Knights of Rostin will who are on their way will arrive to assist you. Uh, upon victory, you find out that Larachel is the princess of Roston. Uh, shortly before being told that the palace of Jahana has surrendered and was defeated by Leon or Lion, uh, or he was leading the attack, uh, before you rush off to save Queen Ismail. Um, at the start of the chapter, you did see a short cutscene where Walter told uh, Cormag that Erica killed Glenn, although how whether Glenn's Cormac's just so outrageous because he had Glenn's corpse that he couldn't notice the difference between an axe strike and a sword strike. Who knows? But Cormac rushes off to avenge his brother's death. Uh, I don't know if he has the possibility of showing up in this chapter if you go longer, uh, but I finished this chapter in three rounds. Um, You also do hear that uh, Ephraim is proceeding ahead at a decent pace. He has... Uh, defeated a, uh, some kind of fort or something and is marching on the Grado capital at this point in the story. Um, which, Eric, which, you know, they think is foolish, but Erica trusts her brother type thing. Uh, yeah, I haven't had much time to train people like Amelia and honestly haven't even found room to fit Tethys into my group uh, since I got her a few chapters ago. Uh, like I said, I'll probably try and find time to train up Tethys and Amelia, maybe even see what um, Ewan's like if you train him up some. Uh, but this map 
like I said, was really easy. Sent uh, went for three thing, three chat, three rounds, because uh, most of your enemies at the start of the map are all gathered together mm-hmm. around the enemy general, um, and there are like three ballistas scattered around um, with two sets of archers getting ready to hop into them. Uh, so I sent Seth and Sala forward. Uh, Sala cleared out an early night for Seth, who managed to go sit on a fort and kill one of the two archers, uh, leaving the other to sit in the ballista. Not what I wanted, but it worked. Uh, and half of the army uh, decided to come over and uh, poke at him, and he just laughed it off, smacking most of them down. Uh, he knocked the knights down to two or three health points and killed all the regular soldiers who came at him. Um, I sent Nimi to the north to the unguarded ballista, and to the south I sent Franz to take out uh, one guy, one archer uh, before he could get in the ballista, and Tana flew down to take out the other archer before they could get in, you know, come up to the ballista. And since she could attack him at one range, you know, not have her worry about archers. Because, you know, they're being the bane of the flyers. Mm-hmm. Um, second round, I sent most of the other people up to help out Seth and knock out all the people surrounding him. Because uh, there were a bunch of horseback archers that were tickling him on that first enemy turn. Um, knocked pretty much all of the ones right around him out easily. Uh, and then at the second enemy turn, um, one of the staff, staff users tried to put... Franz to sleep and failed. The other healed one of the other units. Um, but two of the remaining cavalry charged in at Erica and uh, she killed one and ran out of durability on her rapier on the second one, so he survived. Uh, and the other two charged at um, what's his name? The healer you start with. Oh, uh, He's a bishop for me Mulder? now. Um, Mulder, yes. Charged at him and uh, he survived the hits and double smacked them back, taking them down easily. So by the start of the third turn, all that was left was the enemy general, um, the two healers, and the one archer, horse archer, that survived only because, or one cavalry unit that had survived only because he, I ran out of rapier hits on our first rapier. Um, so I was able to send people in and take out the enemy general. And yeah, the reinforcements that appeared on the first uh, turn didn't even have a chance to reach my back line. <laughs> where I had Garrick and um, Dazla sitting there waiting for them to come play. Oh, wow. So you had a, you had a pretty, pretty good uh, back line there. Yeah, I figured those two could hold it out against anything that came at them, especially since... It seemed they were sending axe units from the back. So, yeah, Delslo was when I first got him. He was not to be uh, not oh, to yeah. be taken so, lightly. Yeah, that chapter went pretty quick with Seth uh, holding a good chunk of the load. I think anyone else I might have sent up probably would have had a tougher time. Mm-hmm. But well, I'm glad you had a you had a quick one. I mean, certainly that yeah. chapter twelve was my quick one for sure. Yeah. Cool. So. Well, um, anything else for Sacred Stones this week? Uh, not much. Like I said, um, you know, I'm gonna be busy most of the week, so I'm gonna uh, 
try and take care of it, or maybe I'll just take it with me when I head out later in the week. But try and do some extra time and get see if I can get Amelia up there a bit and get her powered up and see what I can do, you know? Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Definitely worth the investment, that character. Uh, yeah, well, that's going to do it for Game Club this week. We're going to be returning next episode as long as timelines all work out uh, with Chapter 14, which is, as far as I can tell from uh, the resources I've been using for Sacred Stones, the last dual chapter for Ephraim and Erica Root. So we're about to smash back together. How does it, How does that make you feel? Should be interesting to see what, if any, changes there are after Chapter 15. Uh, 14 is the next one we're actually doing separate things. From what I understand, 15, we come together, and uh, where the other side's characters appear determines based on when, you know, where you, which side you're doing. Like, I think one of them, Ephraim, or maybe Erica, the other one's already there on the map when you get there. The other, they show up after a turn type thing. So some minor changes, but you're pretty much doing the same map. So we'll see how that looks after that. Indeed. And what the end looks like. Yes, we will. Won't be long now. It'll be a week before we know it. But uh, that is going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Be sure to visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash fay. Email the show, fay at gamersinpodcast.com. Check out the Fire Emblem channel and the Gamers in Discord at bit.ly slash Discord. Certainly follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at R. Murphy, Eddie at Drellfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers Inn for show updates. Also check out serenesforest.net for all the great Fire Emblem content. Uh, great resource for all Fire Emblem games, including Fire Emblem Heroes. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week, and happy summoning. Mm-hmm.